Welcome back, and welcome here. Uh, my name is Nate Chacon, and uh, this is a Short Story Bingo. So we are going to be reading stories to you, and I have a guest that I'm going to be reading the story to. So before we get started, we're going to just get going. Short Story Bingo. Short Story Bingo. Short Story Bingo. Short Story Bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short Story Bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. So, okay. This first story is the third installment from the Scary Stories series from Alvin Schwartz. When I was little, I used to read these stories um, as a child with uh, my cousins and my friends just to, like, scare us. But, um, you know, some of them are – well, most of them are a little different. With that being said, I have a a friend that I'm reading them to today. What up? His name is Pete, by the way. (laughs) All right. So we're going to get into it. Again, this is the third installment of the Alvin Schwartz series, Scary Stories, to tell them in the dark. dark. Excuse me. This one is called – The Trouble. The events in this story took place in 1958 in a small white house in a suburb of New York City. The names of the people involved have been changed. First off, what? Right. (laughs) Like, why do you have to, like, give that disclaimer, I guess? Like, it's like at the end of a movie when it says nobody in this tale was a real person. Right. Exactly. Information. Right. Okay, so this story is called The Trouble. Monday, February 3rd, Tom Lombardo and his sister Nancy had just come home from school. Tom was going on 13, Nancy was 14. They were talking to their mother in the living room when they heard a loud pop in the kitchen. It sounded like a cork had been pulled from a bottle of champagne. Now, if I'm reading as a child, champagne, is is that too much? I, I started drinking at four, so I can't say. <laughs> okay, all right. But it was nothing like that. The cap on a bottle of Start had somehow come unscrewed, and the bottle had tipped over and spilled. Then, bottles all over the house began popping. Bottles of nail polish remover, shampoo, bleach, rubbing alcohol, even a bottle of holy water. <laughs> <laughs> Who has holy water at their house, bro? First off, who has starch at their house? Like, just like, okay. Each had a screw cap that took two or three full turns to open, but each had opened by itself without any human help. Is there? Is it necessary to say human? I, yeah, that throws me off. Monkeys in the house somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, but each had opened by itself without any human help. Then had fallen over and spilled. What is going on here? Mrs. Lombardo asked. Nobody knew. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. It's just, I I don't know why I'd say fuck because I'm 13, but. But the popping soon stopped and everything went back to normal. Okay, so everything's good now, right? We're fine. Yeah, call poison control, but. (laughs) Call someone first off. It's 1958, so let's remember what year we're in. But the popping soon stopped and everything went back to normal. It was just one of those crazy things, they decided, and put it out of their minds. Thursday, February 6th. So we just 
skip three days. Yeah. <laughs> Just after Tom and Nancy got home from school, six more bottles popped their caps. So how many bottles of starch do you have inside the house? And how many bottles of holy water do you have in the house? Special order. They didn't have Amazon back then either. I no. They got that. How <laughs> they get them? Okay. It was just... Oh, okay. So uh, Tom and Nancy got home from school. Six more bottles popped their caps. The next day, at about the same time, another six did. Twelve... So 18 bottles at this point have popped. Wow. It's freaking me out, dude. I, <laughs> I get it. Sunday, February 9th. So we're just skipping three days at a time at this point. At 11 o'clock that morning, Tom was in the bathroom, brushing his teeth. Normal thing. His father was standing in the doorway talking to him. All right, so look, here's the thing. Um, when you brush your teeth, you're supposed to go down on your gums so that they... All of a sudden, all of a sudden... A bottle of medicine began moving across the vanity by itself and fell into the sink. So he's brushing his teeth. His dad's in the fucking doorway and just met. First off, what's the medicine? Right. Aspirin probably back then. Opiate. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on what state. Oh, no, New York. Uh, Well, could have gone either way. (laughs) At the same time, a bottle of shampoo moved to the edge of the vanity and crashed to the floor. They watched spellbound. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'd better call the police, Mr. Lombardo said. That afternoon, a patrolman interviewed the family as bottles popped in the bathroom. Hold on. Wait, what? I'd better call. Let me go back. I'd better call the police, Mr. Lombardo said. He calls the police. Uh, yeah, uh, just these bottles are popping. And that afternoon, a patrolman interviewed the family. As bottles popped in the bathroom. What's that? What's that popping? I don't. Uh, so it's probably. It's a ghost. <laughs> it's, it's something in the bathroom. Something going. The police assigned a detective named Joseph Briggs to the case. Joseph Briggs. Names have been changed, though. Right. Their so it could have been Ryan Seacrest. Thank you. Well, I don't know if that. Okay. <laughs> detective Briggs was a practical man. When something moved, he believed that a human or an animal had moved it, or that it moved because of a vibration or the wind or some other natural cause. He did not believe in ghosts. Skeptic. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's fine. Yeah. I mean, if you watch any of those ghost shows, I mean, I'm still skeptic. Right. Yeah. No. I. I I'm. I'm on the same boat. Like, I'm like, okay, well, fucking take it easy. It's probably like old fucking plumbing or something, right? Yeah. So Detective Briggs, I feel like, is like. Um, he's like, okay, take it easy, guys. Fucking, all right. When the Lombardos said they had nothing to do with what was going on, we have not, we, I, nothing, we're not doing anything. We have nothing to do with this. Briggs. Okay, well, it seems like uh, maybe there might be uh, something going on with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when the Lombardos said they had nothing to do with what was going on, he thought that at least one of them was lying. One of you motherfuckers are... You in on this shit. Right. <laughs> he wanted to examine the house. Then he wanted to talk to, to some experts and find out what they thought. I think that's... It's fair, but 1953 experts? Eight. 58. Okay, those five years are going to make a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, but still, like he's like, okay, well, I got to talk to some people. I don't know if... Okay. Yeah. 
Tuesday, February 11th. So we've just jumped. Okay. Tuesday, February 11th. The bottle of holy water that had opened a week before opened a second time and spilled. Two days later, it spilled again. I just don't know if the holy water is down. I don't. It's a little baptism or something. God, about okay. Saturday, so we go for okay. Saturday, February fifteenth, four days later. P.S. What's going on in those four days? Is it just like regular? Yeah, everything's fine. No bottles are popping, right? Mm-mm. <laughs> no, no, they're not. It's nineteen fifty-eight. Go fuck yourself. Those got those guys got schedules. Got <laughs> schedules. All right, Saturday, February fifteenth. Tom, Nancy, and a relative were watching TV in the living room. When a small porcelain statue rose up from a table. That's fucking weird. Yeah. I get out of that's some David Copperfield shit. Right, yeah. No, I I'm I, what the fuck is that? Is that Is that that porcelain statue that we have floating? <laughs> okay. Tom, Nancy and a relative were watching TV in the living room when a small porcelain statue rose up from a table. It flew 3 feet through the air then flew and then uh, excuse me it flew three feet through the air then fell to the rug did it break it's a rug I'm just curious well I think I think the rug broke it okay. it broke its fall right so it's solid so it's still porcelain okay I mean it's I some strong shit porcelain is strong I don't know if yeah they put that shit in your catalytic converter yo thank you mm-hmm. right okay so it didn't break yeah from what fine. we're from yeah. what I'm reading Monday. February seventeenth, two days later. So Sunday was went. So Sunday went well. They weren't using the holy water. I don't know. I don't it's know. Gone. It's got. Like- it's gone. It spilled twice already at this point. Okay, Monday, February seventeenth. A priest blessed the Lombardos' house to protect it against whatever was causing the trouble. The name of the story is the trouble. So, oh. Oh. so the priest was like, okay, well. We're, we'll bless this and a couple uh, hail marys and right and uh, our father or something yeah. and maybe a rosary or sprinkle some I, water I, right do some I, sage though. yeah well I don't know what the sage part because it's Catholic priest oh, yeah. well, well it's 1958 too so ah this is another thing all right <laughs> Thursday February 20th while Tom was doing his homework at one end of the dining room table a sugar bowl at the other end flew into the hall and crashed. Okay, the sugar that, bowl. That one broke for sure. Right. It's gone. Well, it's not gone. It's broke. Right. Okay. Detective Briggs saw it happen. Oh, he's there still. Yeah. What? What's he hanging out with? <laughs> what? There's no backstory PS to why Briggs is at the house. Yeah, no. I want to call it PI, dude. Thank you. I think Mrs. Uh, Lombardo and Mr. Briggs might got something going on. I think, that I, well, we might know that later in the story. Oh. Detective Briggs saw it happen. Later, a bottle of ink on the table flew into a wall and broke, splattering in all directions. Then another porcelain statue took off. It traveled 12 feet and smashed into a desk. Wow. That's fucking specific, I feel like. 12 feet? How do you know that it's 12 feet, P.S.? Like, do you kind of measure it, I guess? Detective Briggs, bro. You don't mess around. Okay. Well, no, I feel like Briggs. Okay. Heel toe, heel toe, step it off, you know? Okay, right. Heel toe, heel toe. One, two, three. We're assuming that Briggs's shoe size is twelve. Good call. Okay. Friday, February twenty-first. To get some peace, the Lombardos went to a relative's house for the weekend. While they were gone, everything at home was normal. 
and that's that for <laughs> okay <laughs> nobody was there right it was normal how do you know you weren't there thank you right exactly sunday february 23rd when the lombardos returned another sugar bowl took off how much sugar do you guys have in your house get some saccharin man please Nutra-sweet. Oh, it's 1958. Mm. Are we... Aspartame? I don't know. <sighs> okay. So Sunday, February 23rd, <laughs> when the Lombardos returned, another sugar bowl took off. It flew into a wall and smashed to smithereens. Later, a heavy bureau in Tom's room toppled over, but no one was in the room when it happened. So one of those things where if a tree falls in a forest and... and Nobody's you're not- there. Do you hear it? Does it make a sound? Does it... Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't know. I know if a bear shits in the woods, you don't want to step in it. I think right. That's that saying. I think that's a... It's a different... I, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I got sidetracked. <laughs> Monday, February 24th. By now, Detective Briggs had talked to an engineer, a chemist, a physicist, and others. Some thought that vibrations in the house were causing the trouble. Again, the name of the story is The Trouble. Yeah, yeah. These could come from underground water, they said, or from high-frequency radio waves or from sonic booms caused by airplanes. Mm. Yeah, I've never had that happen to me. (laughs) What the Sonic booms by airplanes? This is 1958. We're still not there yet. I don't feel like sonic booms by airplanes. Yeah. Can we address that part at least, like... And I'm a little confused about the chemist. Yeah, so and an engineer. It's like they're making acid. Well, what's going on? So why 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 are you even referring to an engineer? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So he's just like, I don't know, man. I fucking my name's Briggs, and so here's the thing. So the uh, sugar bowls are flying everywhere. Holy water is popping off, and the chemist is like, I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah, we'll check the counters. We'll check the, <laughs> the sugar bowls or something in it. <laughs> Little chemical reactions. You put some baking soda and vinegar in there. Right. Yeah, okay. A volcano. Okay. So, again, these could come from underground water, they said, or from high-frequency radio waves or from sonic booms caused by airplanes. Others said, so, okay, others said that the electrical system was the cause or downdrafts coming through the chimney. Those are some intense downdrafts, by the way, if they're just flying through and shit is just falling over. But just one specific thing at a time. <laughs> like, like, it's like the downdraft is like managing itself yeah. through, like the holy water goes, the starch goes, like the shampoo bottle goes, especially when they're here. Yeah, and this nice heavy porcelain statue. Right. Okay. Uh, Okay, so others said that the electrical system was the cause, or downdrafts coming through the chimney. The popping of bottles was blamed on chemicals the bottles contained. Well, okay. okay. Tests showed that there were no vibrations in the house. There was nothing wrong with the electrical system, and there were no chemicals in the bottles that would make them pop. So, Detective Briggs is kind of on it. He's trying to figure it out. I feel like he's only referring to the chemist in this point. I don't know why the engineer is still even in this. Maybe for the vibration part. The vibration part. Okay. All right. Who's the others, I guess? I don't even remember. There was a a priest at some point. There was a priest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then, well, okay. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, Let's go. Okay. So, and there were no chemicals in the bottles that would make them pop. Then what was causing the trouble? None of the experts knew, 
I just answered that. But every day, the Lombardos received dozens of letters and telephone calls from people who thought they did know. Many believed that the host was that the house was haunted. Okay, that's a good assessment, right? <laughs> Especially 1958. Yeah, I mean, in New York. Yeah, this is pre. Okay, they thought that a poltergeist was on the loose. Ooh. On the loose, though, broke out. <laughs> Fuck this shit. You know what, Karen? Get the fuck away from me. Karen, stop it. I'm going to go on the loose because I'm a poltergeist. Right? Yep. Okay, so they thought that a poltergeist was on the loose. I'm I'm, I'm moving pitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me go. Okay, so they thought that a poltergeist was on the loose. The noisy ghost that is blamed when things move around on their own. So that's the definition of a poltergeist. No one has proved that poltergeists exist, but people everywhere have told stories about them for hundreds of years. And what they have told was not too different from what was happening to the Lombardos. Lombardos? Okay, well, okay. (laughs) It's my first time speaking. Detective Briggs did not, of course, believe in poltergeists. Poltergeist wasn't even out yet, right? I mean, he's like, he's like, mm, poltergeist, yeah, cool, man. And he did the 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 jack off motion, yeah. like to, here. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So Detective Briggs did not, of course, believe in poltergeists. He had begun to believe that Tom Lombardo might be to blame. Damn. So Tom. so somebody's lying, right? Yeah. Trickery. Trickery. Whenever something happened, Tom was usually in the room or nearby. Okay. When he accused Tom of causing the trouble, the boy denied it. I don't know what's going on, he said. All I know is that it scares me. Well, people said that Detective Briggs was a tough cop who would turn in his mother if she did something wrong. Oh, what a piece of shit. What the fuck? Turn in your mother. Yeah. Jesus. Pulled over by Detective Briggs. God. People said that Detective Briggs was a tough cop who would turn in his mother if she did something wrong. <laughs> oh, just. But he believed Tom. So he, he's like, okay, well, you don't know. Yeah, you're scared by it. Only now he didn't know what to think. Yeah. So where are we at? Back to square one. Tuesday, February 25th. Mind you. So we go from, oh, so it's just the next day, Monday 24th. Okay, so Tuesday, February 25th. A newspaper reporter came to the house to interview the family. Afterward, he sat in the living room by himself, hoping that something would happen that he could describe in his story. Tom's room was just across from, uh, excuse me, Tom's room was just across the hall from where the reporter sat. The boy had gone to bed, but he had left his door open. Suddenly, a globe of the world flew out of the darkened room and smashed into a wall. The reporter dashed into the bedroom and turned on the light. Tom was sitting in the bed blinking as if he had just been awakened from a sound sleep. What was that? He asked. Uh, what? Okay. Wednesday, February 26th. So it just goes into, it doesn't even like, it. there's not. It, no finish up to that one. <laughs> like the reporter's just like, what the, f-? okay. That was weird, okay. Yeah, he just, he just moves on. Wednesday, February 26th. In the morning, a small plastic statue of the Virgin Mary rose up from a dresser in Mr. and Mrs. Lombardus's bedroom and flew into a mirror. That night, wait a second. What? In the morning, a small plastic statue of the Virgin Mary rose up from a dresser 
in Mr. and Mrs. Lombardus's bedroom and flew into a mirror. Okay. Tom wasn't there. Right. Okay. Okay. That night, while Tom was doing his homework, a 10-pound record player took off from a table, flew 15 feet, then crashed to the floor. How do you know it's 10 pounds first off? Right. Back in the 50s, bro, that's probably like a 30-pound record player, right? I think so. I mean, I don't... <laughs> Shit was heavy back then. I don't know. <laughs> Friday, February 28th. Two scientists arrived from Duke University in North Carolina. There were parapsychologists who studied experiences like those the Lombardises were having. They spent several days talking to the family and examining the house, trying to understand what was going on and what was causing it. One night, a bottle of bleach popped its top, but that was all that happened during their visit. Hmm. I feel like there's a lot to happen. Yeah, during, after everything else. I mean, anything popping, I feel like. If I'm there, I'm like, was that a, what just popped? Right. We're two parapsychologists from Duke. Yeah, coming to see how crazy y'all are. And I don't know if there's chemicals inside your bleach, but where's Tom at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did not tell the Lombardos. Uh, okay, so they did not tell the Lombardos about a theory they had that a poltergeist actually might be involved in such cases. So they were, okay, they were kind of, they're like, nah, they're probably a poltergeist. Up. Yeah. According to this idea, poltergeists were not ghosts. They were normal teenagers. <laughs> what? Uh. I don't get that. What I don't get that, that either. What? <laughs> I'm going to fart on that. <laughs> they had become so troubled by a problem that their emotions built. Oh, hold on. Okay, let's, let's go on that back. Here we go. Oh. They did not tell the Lombardos about a theory they had that a poltergeist actually might be involved in such cases. According to this idea, poltergeists were not ghosts. They were normal teenagers. They had become so troubled by a problem that their emotions built up into a, into a kind of vibration. Since it was taking place in their unconscious minds, they didn't even know if it was happening. But the vibration somehow left their bodies and moved whatever it struck. It happened again and again until the problem had been solved. Someone needs to get laid, bro. Thank you. I, that's what. That's immediately where my mind went. Just or jerk. You I was know, just talking about me. Okay. So. Well, God. <laughs> okay, Tom. Tom. Get some pussy. That's what Scientists saying. had given this strange power a name. They called it psychokinesis, Ooh. or just psycho fucking psycho. Yeah. <laughs> uh, scientists had given this strange power a name. They called it psychokinesis, the ability to move objects with mental power or mind over matter. No one knew if this really could happen or how to prove it. Yet most reports of poltergeists did involve families with teenage children. And there were two teenagers in the Lombardo family, Tom and Nancy. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I mean. Yeah, double negative energy coming out. I can't get this fraction done, Dad. Thanks. I mean, so he's just like, I'm pissed off. I'm... Uh, that bleach is definitely going to pop because I'm yeah. freaking the fuck out. I didn't make the basketball team. Thank you. Well, he would not have made the basketball team because he's uh, Tom double. Lombardo. Well, yeah, Tom, Tom. Yeah, because he's double left footed. But I watched him play. Okay. Well, I mean, and Nancy was trying to make the dance team, and yeah, she's fat. So anyway, Monday, March third, the pair. <laughs> God, with okay. A pH. <laughs> with a pH. With a pH, yeah, not an right. F. That's right. Not an F. P-H-A-T. <laughs> she was super dope, so she couldn't make the... Monday, March 3rd, the parapsychologist said that they would prepare a report on what they had learned. 
The day after they left, the trouble returned with a vengeance. Mm. Don't like people up in my shit. Thank you. So are you talking for the poltergeist right now? That one moment, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tuesday, March 4th. So the next day. Tuesday, March 4th. In the afternoon, a bowl of flowers flew off the dining room table and smashed into a cupboard. Then a bottle of bleach jumped out of a cardboard box and popped its top. Then a bookcase filled with encyclopedias fell over and wedged itself between a radiator and a wall. I'm trying to picture. I can picture that 1953 radiator. 58. Oh, 58. Man. Radi- well, hold on. My brain. Smash it to a cupboard, then a bottle of bleach dumped out of a cardboard box and popped its top. Then a bookcase filled with encyclopedias fell over and wedged itself between a radiator and a wall. Yeah. Is this in the garage? No, I mean, you know those old school apartments in New York? They have those those radiators. Okay. They could be hot water, could be hot gas. I don't know what the fuck they are. I get it. Okay. All right. still, I'm picturing they're really close to the wall. How do you... You know, it wedges like how big is the bookcase? I guess right. what, how small are the books that you're reading? Right. Well, I'm thinking those encyclopedias and the other thing that fell earlier. Maybe there's just a balance issue. Miss Lombardo doesn't know how to stack shit up. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, put a put uh, a level on it to figure out. Go get an L bracket and screw that shit to the wall. Very bro. quick. Very Easy. quick fix. Home Depot, bitch. Tom's a poltergeist. This story is called the Trouble. Then a flashlight bulb <laughs> on a table rose up. And hit a wall 12 feet away. Finally, four knocks were heard coming from the kitchen when nobody was in that room. Wednesday, March 5th. While Mrs. Lombardo was making breakfast, she heard a loud crash in the living room. The coffee table had turned over by itself, but that was the end of it. After a month of chaos, everything returned to normal. All right, it seems like in August... So we went from March just to August. Okay. March, April, May, June, well, July, said a August. Month. That's like, yeah, five months. Right? Five months later. Right. Thanks, Alvin. In August, the two parapsychologists gave their report. Probably for their like dissertation or something. Yeah. Okay. In August, the two parapsychologists gave their report. They decided that the Lombardos had not made up the story, nor had they imagined it. Their trouble had been real. But what had caused it? They said that no pranks or tricks were involved, nor was any magic. As the police had done, they also ruled out vibrations from underground water and other physical causes. The only explanation they could not rule out was the possibility that a teenage poltergeist had been at work, moving objects with mental power. I just don't know if Tom is that smart. I don't know. Did anybody say where Tom was when it stopped? Maybe he was in his room with the other cheerleaders or something? Cheerleaders. Oh, because his sister was a chart out for cheerleader, right? I don't know. I just made that up. Oh, my bad. I'm just hoping Tom got some action. Thank you. They did not have enough evidence to prove it, but it was the only answer they had. If it was a poltergeist, they thought it was Tom. If they were right, if a normal boy like Tom had become a poltergeist, this also might happen to other teenagers. It might even happen to you. That's the end of the story today. 
again, the third, third installment from Scary Stories, more tales to chill your bones from Alvin Schwartz, collect, uh, collected from folklore and retold by Alvin Schwartz. The, the drawings are intense, so um, I strongly suggest that you, uh, you know, get this book. But, um, but nonetheless, I think it's uh, at the end, I, it is kind of creepy, but it also is very specific in the whole thing. Yeah. Pete, thank you so much for being here. Dude, thanks for letting me listen to that story. I mean, there was moments where <laughs> I was literally on the edge of my seat. Okay, well, I think you're just on the edge of the seat because of the placement of the seat, but... Yeah, there's a little bit of that. My ass hurts, so I want to sit on the edge. But no, like, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I was like intrigued. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Okay. And and though I'm with you, if I was 13, that story was probably gonna fucking grip me hard. Well, even at the end, when they say it might even happen to you. Yeah, I actually think the way you read it, that could just kind of gave me chills. Okay. I think about it, probably not the story, but still a good book. <laughs> Alvin. Alvin Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go get Alvin Schwartz. Ooh, those are some freaky pictures on the front. Right, by Stephen Gamble. Scary Stories 3, More Tales to Chill Your Bones. The name of the story is called The Trouble. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back. And uh, I really appreciate your time. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Short Story Bingo is out. My name is Nate. Ciao. Peace.